Hi, this is Matt Wallace, lead pastor at Holy Cross Lake Mary, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us, and I pray this message inspires you and helps build your faith. To learn more about Holy Cross, visit hclm.org. Enjoy the message. So our scripture reading for this morning <clears throat> comes to us from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. Uh, here's what it says. Uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. All right, my opening question for this morning, if you're new or visiting with us, uh, we have these kind of interactive questions that uh, you have a chance to respond to. Uh, And so our opening question for this morning is this, do you consider yourself to be an introvert or an extrovert, and what does that mean to you, right? So do you consider yourself to be an introvert or an extrovert, and what does that mean to you? Uh, If you're worshiping along with us at home, you can jump on the live chat. We got Blake filling in for Pastor Chris today, Uh, so he's over there. Or you can text your response to 407-842-8884. Are you an introvert or an extrovert, and what does that mean to you? So I will answer this question. The other day, uh, I was talking to my uh, daughter, uh, Kenna, um, who's 17 and just graduated from high school. And uh, she comes up to me and she asks me this question. She says, Dad, why don't you have any friends? (laughs) And I said, I I have friends, you know, What what do you mean? And she said, well, I never see you hang out with them, (laughs) Uh, which is somewhat true. I I do hang out with my friends from time to time, but it is true she doesn't see that a lot. And uh, that is because I am kind of an introvert. Uh, And that surprises people sometimes when I tell them that uh, because they think, you know, they see me doing essentially public speaking, you know. Uh, and, and I seem like a friendly, personable guy, or at least I think I am in my head. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, sometimes people are surprised by that. But the truth of the matter is I am kind of an introvert. Being an introvert doesn't mean you don't like people. Um, it doesn't mean you don't like social situations. It doesn't even mean that you're shy, although sometimes those two things go hand in hand. Uh, but for me, really what being an introvert means is that uh, I get energy from being by myself or in very, very small groups, and to be in bigger social settings, like, expends energy. So, you know, if I'm already tired and someone invites me to go out to, like, a social setting, I don't want to go 
because I'm already tired and I know that's just going to make me more tired. Even if it is something I want to do, even if I'm not tired, I can go out, I can have a good time, enjoy being around people, be in a nice social setting. But at a certain point, I kind of hit a wall where, you know, it's like I've had enough, right? And I need to kind of go be by myself now. To me, that's what it means to be an introvert. And uh, part of the reason I'm asking this question is because today, a big part of what we're going to be talking about is the idea of community and being together with other people. If you are an introvert, uh, that might be a challenge for you in some ways. And I always like to, um, he's uh, not here to defend himself, of course, which is the best time to talk about him, but I always like to uh, compare myself to Pastor Chris who seems like the complete opposite. Pastor Chris is a guy who he gets energized by being out and being around other people. We both might enjoy it, but for me, it kind of makes me tired, and for him, it gives him energy. Whereas for me, to be by myself uh, energizes me, uh, but for him, it makes him tired and makes him want to get out and be around other people. So, Blake, did we get some answers? Uh, we got a lot of, wh- who's more, do you think, introverts or extroverts? Oh, uh, what do we have more of? It's, uh, it's a pretty strong mix. So, okay. um, let's see here. On Facebook, Sue Stark said, the older I get, the more introverted I've become. Uh, Owen and Wes are extroverts. Ellie's an introvert. Uh, and then, I really like this one, Chris Otterino. I'm an introvert married to an extrovert. It means me meeting more people than I want to. (laughs) Yeah. I really like that one. Uh, But yeah, it's pretty split. And then we got some answers too where they said that they think they're on the line of introverted and extroverted. Yeah. That's what you were saying at eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. When I took the the test a while back, I'm, I'm half and half. Yeah. Yeah. My wife was telling me, she sent you an answer this morning that you did not read, that she said, uh, I'm an introvert, uh, but extroverted enough that I want you to read my question out loud. Right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, we all have a mix, but I think regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, we do all have kind of a desire, maybe it even would be better to say a need for community, right? We have a need for relationships. We live in kind of a weird time because you get this, uh, I've noticed anyway, that it seems like you get this kind of dichotomy where on the one hand, uh, people often complain, I mean, especially after the pandemic, people complain about feeling kind of isolated and alone and, you know, kind of yearning for and wanting to have those relationships. But on the other hand, it seems that like a lot of us have just kind of dug in and are pretty content to just be in our own little world. And sometimes we pass up on opportunities to form uh, relationships, to form community. And I mean, I see that all the time, especially in the church. It's kind of interesting to me when I, I and it's not like I've done a, a, like a scientific survey on this or anything, but when I hear people talk about uh, what they like about a given church, why they chose to go to one church over another church, do you know what the number one uh, answer that I, I, I get for that is? It's, it's not always what you would think. I mean, for me, you know, like doctrine, belief, that's really important. It's very seldom that. Um, a lot of us make a big deal over like worship style, traditional, contemporary, that kind of thing. It's usually not about that either. You know what the number one answer I hear is? How friendly the church was, right? Why did you go to that church? Oh, we went there one time and everybody was so friendly, right? 
That means I, I, I get to blame you guys if somebody doesn't like our church. Uh, no, but that is true, right? And uh, that is something that people are looking for. Um, and yet, I hear people oftentimes express doubts about that, oftentimes have trouble doing that. They'll come to a church, they'll want to get involved, they'll want to form relationships, they'll want to make friends, and yet they struggle to do it. And sometimes we as a church struggle to respond to that. You think about someone walking into church for the first time, right? How easy is it to go and introduce yourself to people, to go and sit down next to someone and start talking to them, right? That can be very difficult, especially if you are kind of shy or something, if you are a little more on the introvert side of things. But it's also uh, sometimes difficult for us. First of all, I don't know about you guys, if you're a longtime member of Holy Cross uh, and or, or if you're one of the pastors or leaders here, I'm terrified of thinking someone is new that has been coming here for years, right? You know, making that mistake, like, oh, are you new? Are you visiting with us? And just because I don't remember them or haven't seen them much, and then they're like, well, you know. And so you get nervous about that, right? Uh, or maybe you yourself have trouble talking to strangers, talking to new folks. And even if we do, the last thing we want to do is the opposite, which is where someone new walks in the door and then like 50 people just swarm them, you know, asking questions. Like, these things are difficult. They are definitely easier said than done. Sometimes people have this desire. They, they want to get involved, right? They want to start doing something, uh, but they don't know how. Or we as a church, we know we need people to be involved. But we have trouble pairing people up with something that's a good fit for them and something that's going to help to bring them life and help them to grow in their faith. But probably uh, the, the objection I hear the most that to me is the saddest one is when people, they don't feel worthy, right? Or they don't feel capable. It's like, I'd love to go to a Bible study, but I don't know the Bible very well. And, you know, I'd be embarrassed if somebody asked me a question and I didn't know how to answer, right? Or I'd love uh, to uh, help serve communion on Sunday, but I don't know if I could do that because I have so many things going on in my life, things I'm not proud of, and I'd feel like a hypocrite if I was doing that. To me, that is one of the saddest things. We get full of that kind of self-doubt, and that keeps us from getting involved. In my, uh, my, one of my favorite Christmas movies is uh, The Polar Express. You guys familiar with that? It's pretty old. Uh, and there's a scene in that movie where, uh, um, spoiler alert, they make it to the North Pole. And, uh, and the kids are all getting off the train to go meet Santa. Except for one boy. He doesn't want to get off the train. And so uh, his friends come up to him and they, they're like, what are you doing? And uh, he says, I don't know. He says, Christmas just doesn't usually work out for me. And uh, his friend, I love that he said this. First of all, he has kind of a little bit of some, some New York attitude, right? And he goes, look. He goes, I don't know if Christmas is going to work out for you or not. He goes, but don't spend it alone. We may often be full of self-doubt, but don't let your doubts keep you from reaching out. Don't let your doubts keep you from getting involved. I have a second question. And yes, we are going to get to the text, if you're wondering. 
Uh, second question is this. Uh, name one thing, name one thing that is different about your life from how you thought it was going to turn out. Name one thing that's different about your life than how you thought it was going to turn out. Again, you can text your answer to 407-842-8884. Um, last week, I posted something on Facebook uh, about the uh, shooting that took place in Texas. Um, I know not all of you have seen it. If you haven't, by the way, uh, if you haven't liked or followed our Facebook page, please do so. It literally costs you nothing, and it actually helps us out quite a bit. So if you haven't done that yet, please do it. Uh, but you might not have all seen this, but I quoted someone in that, and I think that quote also applies to what we're talking about today, this idea of forming community, and in this case, the need for community, right? So this is a quote uh, from Russell Brand. He's an actor slash comedian slash podcaster, uh, and yeah, kind of an inter interesting cat if you decide to look him up. Uh, but he said this, about that shooting, but again, I think it applies in general to this need for community. He said, do you not think that this is symptomatic of a deeper malaise? It can't be ascribed simply to cultural and racial tensions, but something more horrific than that, that we have lost our vision of what we are as a culture, that we have lost our way individually and collectively, that we have lost our connection to nature, inner and outer, to God and to one another, that we are living in systems that prevent us from becoming who we truly are. To me, that is a great description of the broken and sinful world that we live in, that we indeed do live in and under systems that keep us from becoming who we truly are, or at least who God intended us to be. And correcting that is a huge part of the reason that Jesus was sent. The language might sound a little different, but it's talking about the same stuff. It puts me in mind of Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, where it says this about Jesus. When he saw the crowds... He had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Blake, we got any answers over there? Yeah, One we, thing different. We, we actually have quite a few answers, so All I'm right. trying, to, trying to look through these. Um, let's see here. Uh, Owen said, I'm not in Chicago anymore. Uh, and okay. along with that, his mom, Sarah Russell, said that she didn't think she'd come back to live in Lake Mary. But uh, here they are. Um, somebody wrote that they're writing a book. Uh, Renee this. Hayes wrote in that she never thought she'd be homeschooling. Um, Kyle Williams said that he thought he was going to break 5'5", and it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> His mom says next summer, but he's 41, so maybe not. Uh, another, John Grunkley said, I'm doing triathlons and running. Yeah, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of them here. Yeah, yeah, that's so. cool stuff. I think, you know, for, for me, one thing is I thought for sure we were going to have a boy mm. uh, because my father had two sons, uh, his father had two sons, and even on my mother's side, she has an older firstborn, her older brother. Was so it makes sense. And so I thought for sure yeah. we were going to have a boy, and yeah. we did not have a boy. We had huh. a girl. So, 
All right, uh, so in today's text, uh, we see kind of a reminder of who we really are, of, of who God wants us to be and how he got us there. In verse 17, where it starts, it says, uh, The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. See, God wants us to know. God wants us to understand these things. Uh, God wants us to know who we are. God wants us to know who he is. He wants us to know him. Our relationships always start with him. And our knowledge of him starts with understanding what it is that he has done for us. It says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? He reminds us that because of what he has done, we have hope. And we have an inheritance. And that inheritance is the salvation that we spend so much time talking about. That inheritance is the forgiveness of sins that Jesus won for us on the cross. That inheritance is the new life that we have and experience through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what gives us hope even in this world that we live in. But it also helps us to remember who we really are. Because note, as he states this, it's not just about you, is it? In fact, it says the saints, plural. It is for all who believe this isn't just about us as individuals, it's about us as a community. Because we are a community. This is what it means to be the people of God. It is not a solitary endeavor. In verse 22 and 23 it says, And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. There's a, a, a t-shirt that I've seen before. It's been around forever, so you've maybe seen it too, but I always thought it was, I always liked it. I always thought it was kind of a fun t-shirt. It just says on the t-shirt, y'all need Jesus, right? Y'all need Jesus and me too. We all need Jesus, and God knows that we need Jesus. That's why he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, because God knows we need Jesus. But you see, God also knows that we need one another, and God also knows that the world needs us. That's why part of the work Jesus did was in uniting us together as his people, was in bringing us together as a community, as a church. And that community then becomes a part of him. We become his body, his hands and his feet and his mouth. 
so that we can bring and be Jesus to the rest of the world. We are here for one another, but not just for one another. We're also here for those around us because that is who God has made us to be. And that is who we strive to be here at Holy Cross. By the power of God and according to His Spirit, we want to be that type of vibrant community. And so we do that in three ways. We do it through worship, we do it in service, and we do it through relationships. We do it in worship, both in person and online. First of all, we have this amazing opportunity that you guys are taking part in to gather physically around God's presence, to gather physically around word and around the sacraments. And we worship together, not alone. We worship together as his people. But it goes even beyond just that because we also have opportunities for us to continue to build and grow and form that community here. Uh, We have our kind of fellowship hour in between. We've got a Bible study you can come to, you can hang out. We've got the Mean Bean, our new little coffee shop that supports our youth, has some delicious con leche and cold brew. Check it out. Look, I don't want to judge because people go through different seasons and have different needs, but I do want to challenge. And so let me say this. If you are one of those people that arrives for church on time, worships, and as soon as it's over, you head right to your car and go home, I'd like to challenge you. Come a little early. Have a cup of coffee. Get to know a few people. Stay a little late. Say hi to some folks. Trust me, nobody wants to get out of here and go home more than me at the end of a long Sunday. (laughs) But I am willing to stick around so that we can be that community of people together. But it's not just here on Sundays. It's also you guys at home. You guys worshiping along with us at home because I want you to think of it that way. You're not watching. You're worshiping. You're taking part in this as well. And we want you guys, our Holy Cross at Home family, to feel connected to one another and to the rest of the church. And so we've built in some things already to be a little more interactive, and we have more things coming. Not to mention, we also have other online content. How many of you know we have a podcast? Oh, yeah, like four of you. A few of you do, yeah. If you remember when we used to do Unscripted during the height of the pandemic, if you enjoyed that, you would enjoy our podcast. We have three episodes up so far, more on the way. You can find it in all the usual places. We worship together and online, but we also serve. We have uh, community partners, nonprofits that we work with in the community, the Sharing Center, Shepherd's Hope, Redeeming Life, others. You can go there, tell them you are from Holy Cross, and they will welcome you, and you can volunteer there, and you can make a difference, and you can meet people, and you can begin to impact the world and the community around you. We used to love to do Grace and Grits. Unfortunately, they didn't make it through the pandemic. Uh, But we are looking for something to kind of replace that. But you know what else? You know how I I sometimes like to, I'll say it, brag. 
I sometimes like to brag that in the past, like, the city of Lake Mary has called us when someone's house needs repair or someone in the community needs help, and then we've all banded together and gone and done that. Well, guess what? Pastor Paul, just this past week, got a call from the city of Lake Mary about a lady who needs a yard cleanup. So I haven't had a chance to get it all set up yet, but we're going to be doing that, so get ready. Because that's who we are. We are a community that serves. And we are a community that wants to help you to build relationships. Uh, we used to have these things called L-teams. I say used to. They're actually still around. We just haven't done much with them in a while. And that's going to change. In fact, uh, um, my lovely bride, who is not sitting over there at the moment, so I don't know why I'm pointing, uh, was recently hired uh, to help us do this. Uh, there's, uh, there, there's an old line from a song called don't, where the guy says, don't call it a comeback, right? Well, don't call it a church secretary because that's not what this role is. It's a full ministry partner. And one of the things she's going to help us do is revitalize teams. So if you have been involved with teams in the past or if you led a team in the past, you should expect a call from her soon after VBS. But those are things that we are doing because that is who we are called to be, a community. So next week, uh, we're going to talk about an even broader way that we're able to affect the world around us and have an impact on Central Florida as we talk about our network of churches and school campuses. And don't forget about more than a voters meeting at 3 p.m. next Sunday where you can come and worship and eat and fellowship, and learn a little bit more about that stuff. So in his name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message and would like to learn more or contribute to Holy Cross, please visit hclm.org.